Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. If you're just joining us, my guests today are from Sarasota Memorial Hospital. We have Suncoast therapist Miriam Lasher and psychiatrist Dr. Parlane Reed. We're talking about how to navigate the stress and blues that sometimes can occur with the holidays. And let's face it, it's probably stress all the time with the holidays. Have you ever met, has either of you ever met someone who didn't get stressed out at the holidays? Yeah, if they're coming to your house and they don't have, <laughs> they don't have to do anything. Right. That's and, right. And I'm so OCD, in all honesty. I don't want anybody in my kitchen. I don't want you touching. I'll just take care of it. And I know that's extra stress. I mean, can I, I come put to it on myself. House? Yes, you can, anytime. <laughs> all of Sarasota is invited to Miriam's house this year. Oh, dear, I'm in real big trouble. <laughs> And I think that's that's really, there are those who manage not to feel that stress, but I think it's a different investment in it, if you will, a different emotional investment. Um, and I just said to you and Dr. Reed, you know, it would be great if it would just all blow over and we'd get to January 1st and here we are. But it doesn't work that way. doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people adore the holidays yes, and do. love mm-hmm. every aspect of the holidays. But mm-hmm. I, I have to say the people that I've ever encountered in my life, I think that they're in the minority. I think yes. people, there are plenty of people who like the holidays, but it is stressful or upsetting in some way. So let's let's talk about just the stress alone. I'm guessing that delegating things has got to be an important aspect of getting through the stress of the holidays. Absolutely. One of the things that strikes me, and I, I certainly have seen this in patients, and you mentioned women have a, a lot of the stress, uh, will be a woman who uh, takes all of the responsibility. Um, and the interesting thing about that is they see the big picture in front of them of everybody else and what everybody else needs, but they themselves are not part of the picture that they're looking at. So they are just operating on on everything in this picture that they're looking at, but somehow they don't count. Well, they do count. They're humans. They have needs and wants and, and all of those things. So if that person, in fact, can see themselves as part of the picture and go, oh, you know what? I need to function really well, too, to make everything else happen. I'm going to take time for a massage, or I'm going to take some time out to exercise, or I'm going to do something for me that needs to happen during that period of time. I think that's really helpful when they do that. How can you do that if you know for a fact that X, Y, or Z won't get done unless you do it? You delegate, just like you said. Somebody else is going to do it, or it won't get done. And that's hard when you do want everything to be perfect and when you do have a bit of a feeling of control. That is hard, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. And I mean, I'm the first one to own the fact that I'm highly controlling. And it's, it's the way it is. And, you know, I've made peace with that. And I think that's part of it is making peace with who you are in the light of situations that are difficult. And I have. So I know already how I'm going to react. And I know how to, how to ameliorate it in certain ways, go into my deep breathing place, remind myself it doesn't have to be perfect, remind myself that it's okay if it's not exactly what I imagined, and it'll be okay. All right. So navigating the stressful aspect of the holidays, maybe change your expectations. Would that help? Mm-hmm. Change your expectations, delegate, <clears throat> uh, take time for yourself. Yes. Anything else we're leaving out? I think it's just setting up that that whole thing of expectations is really powerful. And, and I don't know that people are willing to really look at that, but if they would and say, what, what do I really expect? And is that my expectation or is that somebody else's? Was that my mother's expectation? And she's not even here anymore. 
So how do we do that to ourselves, and how can we reframe it to stop doing it? Okay, so so a, a, an important time to step back and look at the big picture. Would it help right now to look at the big picture as you're making your preparations, as you're thinking, who am I going to get? I'll get this for so-and-so, and I'll do that for so-and-so. I'll make this. Um, how can you uh, make that checklist but not have to check everything off. And what do you include on the checklist to make sure that you aren't too stressed out? Well, one of the things I don't want to leave out is that um, I think it's important for people when they can do it to sort of anticipate the folks who are coming to whatever the celebration is as to what's going to happen. Uh, you know, Billy Bob Joe always p- puts his tie in the soup or, or whatever <laughs> it is. And so that you now anticipate what's going to happen and what you can do to ameliorate that so that that's that goes by and is taken care of and i think even talking to other people in the family about potential things that might come up that are going to be a problem and if you do that ahead of time a lot of times you can head off a lot of conflict and difficulty maybe make a a policy no politics we're not talking about this topic or that topic i mean i know some families that it's it's difficult for them even to be in the same room together and (laughs) yet they do it Right. Which I find unusual, uh, but uh, you know, there's that's also something to be said for mm-hmm. bonding and and at least making an effort and and things mm-hmm. like that. But maybe you could make your list now and and look at it and try to think of a way to get better uh, at at your own stress levels. Want to talk also about holiday blues, and in a little bit we'll talk about the difference between the blues and depression, and we have a lot to talk about with blues and de- depression today. But just want to talk a little bit about the holidays specifically and navigating holiday blues, whatever the reason is that, that it's affecting you. How can we get through those holidays, especially if you're alone? And we have so many older adults here on the Sun Coast, uh, people who've lost others or people who are newly divorced or who've just moved down here. Maybe you and your spouse just got here, but you're all alone. Your loved ones are far away. How do you get through this time? You know, I think one of the really big things, and and you and I have talked about Sarasota County and the magnitude of volunteer opportunities here. It's amazing. And, And, you know, the more I look at what defines us and gives us meaningfulness and gives us purpose, the more the research and the writing talks about that the doing for another person is what really, really gives us a tremendous sense of well-being and meaning. And so, you know, this is a great town. If Volunteer at the Salvation Army. Go down to places like, you know, even the ALFs and sing to people or play music with them or call out bingo with them or... Whatever you can think of, there's so many, whether it's a nursing home or an ALF or it's a children's area, whatever defines what means something to you, do that and reach out, whether you're alone or even if you have relatives here, you you can make a party out of reaching out to others. And, And why is it, doctor? I mean, what does the evidence suggest as far as why volunteering makes us feel good or why reaching out to others makes us feel better? Well, I think, you know, just interacting with other people is what's important. And you reminded me when you were talking about senior friendship centers, for example, there are places like that where you can go and meet and be with other people. And I think that's what's really important is the interaction with the other people under whatever circumstance it is. I think volunteering is rewarding because you're doing something that's beneficial and it's useful 
and you know that you've accomplished something by going there and doing it. And so I think that's very rewarding as well as having the human interaction, which is so important. We're wired to be with others. Aren't we, we are. We are. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. so reaching out can be one way that you can get through the holiday blues, changing your expectations. And if you've always celebrated the holiday in one particular way and now you can't, maybe because of loss or a change of job or a change of uh, uh, location where you're living, can you create new traditions? And how, how would that help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my son called today, and I said, yes, I just left Publix and spent spent blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, I go back and forth. So one year I'm thinking, we're going to eat out, and we do, and then I'm disappointed. So the next year I cook, and I go back and forth all the time. I said, you know, Stephen, I think next year we're going to go out for Japanese food, because we all love Asian food. And I thought, you know, that's not such a bad idea. Why can't we make it different because it resonates with us as something that feels good and it engages us in a different way. It's really redefining something. It doesn't have to be a particular way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or starting that also goes with starting a new tradition. Right. So reframing the holiday and, and starting something new. What can what can bring you joy, though? How do you find those new traditions that you want to create, especially if you're alone? Trial and error. You know, you just have to try different things. And I, I know that, for example, one Christmas, it's pretty interesting you brought it up, but we went on a cruise instead of staying home and around the Christmas tree. Not that we didn't have that. Uh, and then Thanksgiving has been the same thing, you know, different people's houses and so forth being something that's been fun and interesting to do. Right. Well, and not always the same people. And let's face it, just being in a hot place uh, during what are typically colder uh, holidays. We, I grew up in the Northeast, so I associate holidays with cold weather. And if you've just gotten here, it'll take you a little while to adjust to that, having a, a hotter December. And, and, you know, that is absolutely true. And one other thing that also comes up for me is I think people think that everybody else is having a perfect holiday and somehow <laughs> it's not worked out for them. And the truth about America is that there's a lot of dysfunction and a lot of people don't have a family unit and they don't have the Hallmark card or the Norman Rockwell kind of holiday. And given that truth, because that is the truth, then how could it be that I could be okay within the realm of my world to have it have some kind of meaning, even though it doesn't have to be defined by this so-called perfect holiday image. So get a, really, that's reframing the whole picture. It, it certainly yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, reaching out and reframing, these seems to be the new things that we are going to have to take on if we want to get through the holiday blues. And and then there's something else that you can do, which is talk to someone about it. You can talk to your doctor, to start with your primary care physician or seek out the help of a therapist and then you need to also pay attention to the difference between the blues and what might actually be clinical depression. So yes. we're going to talk about that in just a minute, and we'll explain what all those things are and, and how you can discern the difference. Um, but just just a couple of other points to make about getting through the holiday blues, um, which is that we have technology today, which if you are alone and you have loved ones far away, you can reach out on technology but I want to know from our psychiatrist here in the studio, does that make a difference? If you a phone call, does that count as reaching out? Or FaceTiming with someone, does that count as reaching out? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. And it's very, very helpful for people who can't get together because of distance. And FaceTiming is just wonderful because you get to really experience the other person. 
We had a, a family up north. Their daughter was in Singapore. They would do Skype. When they were having their evening Thanksgiving dinner, she was having breakfast. And they would <laughs> be together eating, just maybe not the same thing, but conversing and and spending that time. So you could put the old laptop on the table. <laughs> Absolutely. There the person is right there with you. Yep. We are going to find out so much more about the holiday blues and also how to know if it's the blues or depression. Big difference there, very big difference. But we need to take a quick break. So when we t- return, we're going to come back and continue speaking with Miriam Lasher, who's a Suncoast therapist here. And also we'll speak with Dr. Parlane Reed, who is a psychiatrist. Both of these fine folks are with Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And if you'd like to know anything more about Sarasota Memorial's psychiatric programs or anything that's available, the services, check it out, smh.com, smh.com. We will be back after news and weather. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ.